What is up, everyone? Welcome to yet another Jammers in the Rough. It is Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, and you're here with the musings of Paige. No YouTube stream. Cody, and Mr. Out $1,400, Josh Mm. Winter. (laughs) I know. Let me, uh, I'm going to check to see if the YouTube... Looks like Alex said it's not up. Oh, verify. once again, Is, uh, Josh failing see, IT duties. But you know what? I like how Alex Stone wrote his name in parentheses, so we know what Facebook user that is. It's very important to us that we know all Facebook users because they're all important to us, no matter what it says. Facebook well, user, we love you all. Facebook user saying hi to Mike on here. and Hey, Mike, I, which I Mike? Don't think, I don't think there's Mike in here. There's just Cody, Page, and Josh. Yeah. No, we're de- uh, we're definitely live. We're definitely you know live what? on, on, on you YouTube. You know what? I got you. I got you, Facebook user. Wait a second. Give me give me a second. Yeah, CH Sports has no, us I live. You. I got All right. you. Well, Mike. I'm Mike now. So, hey, Mike, what's up? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'll be Mike tonight. <laughs> well, you're mic'd up. Dude, I had, a, I had one of those, like, the, the questions that we were, like, talking about a few days ago. And one of them, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on the uh, which one was it? Oh yeah, if you could name, if you could name a disc, like it's your pro disc, but it's like, uh, you like know, like cloud Mike, breaker right? or yeah, yeah. What would you call your disc? I mean, a jammer. <laughs> I feel like a jammer for me or a Doty. One of those. Doty. Two. I like the Doty would would yeah, definitely the Doty. fall into Cody, Cody's Doty. You know, Cody's just yeah, slinging Doty. it. Cody's just slinging his Doty around. Mm. Yeah, just Mike's Doty. Mm. My, that's true, Mike. <laughs> it's, it's Mike's, Mike's Doty. Mike's Magic Doty. Mm. Magic Mike's I Doty. I don't know what I'd name my disc. I also don't know what it would be. I used to be so like set with like what I would want, like kind of slot. Would it have been like, an FD slot? I feel like you would have be like no, it would be a CD two slot. It would be a CD two slot, and it probably still would be like that's kind of my go to. Like once I found that Domi construct, that was my my CD two replacement. Oh, so that or like a FD3. What is uh? Let me see. What's his name? Behor. Have you tried this Flex One FD3 yet? No, I saw somebody like uh somebody posted a video of them bending it. That's nuts. I believe is it Flex One or Flex, Flex One? Flex, Flex One. one. Yeah, I had a what... local guy got um he bought two boxes. He got two Gloth P3Xs, so he might give me one uh to try, and then he got the Flex One. MD5 and the Flex One uh, FD3. Okay. Yeah, that tactic's supposed to be a Flex One as well, which is interesting. Did you? I'm surprised you haven't got one yet. Who's going to well, send be, you one? Well, because uh, I, don't, I did not see anywhere that said that they're going to split the bo- the stones in two different boxes. I think the black box is getting the second set, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. No, so it's like seven here and then seven in the next. Yeah, or but I didn't like, know that. Isn't there 15 or something? Is there 15 yeah. total? I think 15, including the the cloud stone, which I think mm. is in both, where you can buy which both. should probably be a DD3. I feel like a cloud stone is a DD3. No? Ooh, Alex, Maybe. made it to YouTube. Awesome. What's up, brother? We'll look at Josh acknowledging chat and ignoring his co-host. Yeah, but I know. I'm not your original question. question. So I think <laughs> if I was to name any disc, I was gonna, the first thing that came to my head was Gumby. So Gumby. I think a Gumby would be a great name for a CD2 slot disc, and then Pokey would be enough for FD3. That is stupid. How's that stupid? 
Do you know, Gu- do you know what Gumby, Gumby is? What? Yes, I know who Gumby is. I'm older than you, dude. <laughs> Gumby. My god. be perfect. It's what popped no. into my head. You fucking like, I, it makes me question. think of a gum. What do you want oh, me to be? You... Fucking the wind Easy. whisperer. Where's Colin at? <laughs> no, but what? But we'll call Colin but, out tonight. <laughs> but would your disc be gummy? No, gumby. I understand, gummy. but gumby was gummy. And it also yeah, makes you think of the gum shaped, putt. He also like shaped through the wood. So you're shaping these shots with a disc. That's why <laughs> stretching. It was a CD2. You're stretching real thin right here, buddy. No. You're really like, mm, which was what, what, what Gumby does. Oh he stretches real thin. What were the bad twins in that called? I can't remember. That's why I'm looking them up. It's been a while. All right. Gumby characters. I mean, you could make a whole line of them. Gumby. Yeah, because then you get Pokey, which is the like overstable disc. I mean, the then it would be head. the Howdy, because it was on the Howdy Duty series. You could be the Howdy Duty. The, the original work was the Gumbasia, like a Fantasia, but with Gumby. That is Ooh, wild. The Gumbasia. That would be a good name. Mm. That would be my disc. The Gumbasia. That's for the, that's for the Asian market. Oh, the Gumbasia. <laughs> the Gumbasia. <laughs> oh, it's made by Yukin. I guarantee it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. You can accept an ambassador slots. I might apply to you can discs. I like the glazed plastic. Dude, Gumby was trippy. The, the show guess, Gumby? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was it some was weird stuff trippy. in there. And then did you ever see like um it was it was Claymation also, like Mark Twain's excellent adventure in Claymation? I don't think so, no. If you mm. don't know if you want a good time, like especially <laughs> if you're feeling it, it, it's pretty trippy. Let me see. Mark Twain. Claymation. It's wild. The Adventures of Mark Twain, 1985, Claymation. It's on YouTube for free. It, it'll blow your mind. Share your screen. Okay. Tonight we watch Mark Twain. <laughs> Our whole podcast, <laughs> we're just watching Mark Twain. If you guys have know. liked and subscribed to CA Sports, hop over to the search bar and watch Mark Twain. <laughs> the Adventures of Mark Twain. Flew, full Claymation sci-fi adventure. I'm telling you. It, it'll sci-fi keep you up at adventure? Night. Oh, yeah. It'll keep you up at night, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me see if I, there's some weird stuff in here. Let me see if I can find it. Y'all just keep talking about your Gumby putts. I'm kind of curious <laughs> to see what Josh would uh, name his disc now. But see, I think you know, I think I'd pick like uh like an overstable approach, overstable approach disc. And be like the tactic. No, because you're gonna no. be tactical with it. No, the tactical. Yeah, it's like it's only it's just all camouflage. It's one it's giant awesome. foil. Just a, a full foil folded over it. Just a camouflage foil. Then the first ever chameleon plastic. When you throw it, it just blends it. <laughs> oh, in the what plastic would you get? What plastic? I'm, I well, page two. I I didn't even name my Discord plastic. I just named the name. I mean, if I could have any plastic in this disc, I would. You know, and this is my unbiased. Might sound biased, but it's very unbiased. Is the uh, the Nebula Aura that Thought Space has? I love that plastic more than any of the other ones. I, it's just it flies the best for me. It feels so good. Um, mm. What a good yeah. sponsored athlete! What a good sponsored athlete! No, it's Nebula so hard to, Aura plastic. It's the, it is the great it's plastic like, ever. No, it's, would... it's it's a bad part about um, having a sponsor of a company that you love so much. Like I just love their disc oh, prior to being sponsored by them. And so when I want to You're talk, like, you know, full I Tom talk Cruise, about how much like, I like something. I love these discs. Yeah. I love these you know, discs. It just comes off like you're just trying to, you know, you're, you're you're promoting, which you should, but I'm doing it out of the kindness of my <laughs> own heart. I would pick like a mid-range, like a reactor type mold. Reactor? Slightly overstable because that's, I mean, I play a lot of woods golf. 
I would pick something that's glow and somewhat flexible, like kind of like Z Flex ish. I love that plastic. I love it. See, I'm just yeah, I'm a simple like 2015 to 2018. It, choose your year. Innova base color glow. That's mm. kind of where I'm always a sucker for. And if I'm gonna go with CD2 good. mold, like I would love that. Like the fact that they're finally coming out with color glow P3X, it's a disappointment where it's like, oh, you could have done this with good plastic or you know, CD2s for that example as well. They'll just been like, man, can you imagine like the color or the glow CD2s are great, but the color glow CD2s would have been amazing. Oh my gosh. How do I share my screen? What hit share? Look, dude, look at this. I understand. Let's proceed. Look at this. That I'm is looking. look at that. That is on the anything. mark. What? You're not sharing anything. Oh, it's, <laughs> no, he look is. Look at that. Dude, <laughs> oh, that okay. is. That is the Adventures of Mark Twain. That is part of it. And this is a kid's movie. Now, granted, I love Christmas movies. And if you can name another movie by this director, I will send you a free disc. Oof. I'm just telling you. It's 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 same type of, yeah. Might get rid of that, but I got to stop sharing. But I'm telling you, that thing will haunt your dreams. It looks like it'll haunt your dreams. Dude, kids in the, kids in the 80s, we were born different, baby. We love it's, it. Have you seen the, the new... The new SpongeBob, where it's all like, it looks 3D, fancy, like it, it no, lost like that. 90, it's lost its 90 cartoon look to it. My son was watching it. I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? Wait a second, new SpongeBob? Yeah, it's out there, man. Oh but... shit, Emmett Keeson's in the chat. Oh, Emmett, yo 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 yo, new SpongeBob. freshly the new the new thousand rated pro in Oregon, trying to make a yeah. scene for himself. Oregon, what? Yeah, Oregon. Emmett's out here blasting Firebirds 450. What? Yeah, he's 450 on a like. Yeah, he's an animal. That's like remember Gavin Rathbun came on here and he's like, yeah, my first disc was a Firebird and I could throw about 420. Like what the heck? Yeah. No, that's just a different type of different type of animal. Yeah. And that's the the thing that's scary, like. I can get it with Emmett because he has like crazy distance, but then like Dallas will step up and he'll throw like a Firebird like 42430. And it's just like, that's not, you don't have the distance. Like you tap out at 430, your FP3s go the same distance as your boss. Like it's, it's wild. He's throwing a boss? Oh, yeah. He's, he's mm. crushing a boss. He's making him look flippy. Like, yeah, he gets mad at the bosses because they're too flippy for him. The Halo bosses. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I don't have that problem. Yeah, we we uh we got him that. What was it that that Cloudbreaker, Cloudbreaker. two that yeah. one like one fifty gram Cloudbreaker two. He he I lost he literally got... the first throw I haven't recorded. He lost it on the first throw. He spent an hour looking for it. He's in tears because he lost it on his first throw and just yeah he got pretty worked up. Yeah, I just remember when I, when I saw him uh like out like uh probably after the first or second round of that tournament. And like, hey, how's that disc flying for you? The look he gave me was so good. Like, ah, oh, how do I, how do I say this? It's lost. He just started crying. Josh is just out there making young boys cry. <laughs> yeah, but that's Dallas. Like, you know, he's gonna miss a sixty footer, and he's gonna cry, and he'd be like seventeen strokes of like ahead of you. Yeah, he's, that uh, boy's a that boy's a beast, man. It's it's crazy. Uh, he's sixteen now. He's a young man. Mm. I'm <laughs> sorry, young that, that that young man. He's washed up. He's washed up in disc golf. He's too yeah, old for at 16. 
He's done. We talk about Dallas too much on here. Let's not talk about Dallas. We already give that guy too much uh, publicity. Let's kick Let's him out. We're, we're supposed to be talking about Emmett and how he just crushes. I don't know like, who Emmett is. I, I see him on here. You so don't know anybody because you don't why would I know the podcast, why would I know Cody. Lork, why would I know local disc golfers from Oregon? I'm in Maryland. Because we've we've talked about our podcast. You have definitely not talked it, about Emmett. Which brings nope. in fans. <laughs> and then nope. we engage those fans because we get to know them. Emmett, the fact that I'm we glad have no you're one here. Page is asking. Page is don't no, contribute no, no. to this podcast. Cody. Page is acting like he talks about you every day. Never heard your name, brother. Oh, I love it. Used to be a travel. Get cultured. Meet Emmett. <laughs> be a man of culture. All right, Emmett. I would love to meet you. I would love to meet you. Yeah, let's get you we, on the podcast. Meet, Emmett. Let's meet like mid Midwest somewhere. I'm coming from Maryland. You're coming from Oregon. Yeah, right. What are we talking about like for, uh, jam and jellyfish next year. I will. I will caddy. Or I'll play. When it, well, next time do it in summer, not push it back to like the first week of school when I got to teach. Oh man, that also wasn't that wasn't Paige's fault though. Yeah, oh my gosh, PPE. Josh, if you could defend this man anymore, goodness gracious, <laughs> I'm not. I I would defend you if you were right. No, yeah. you wouldn't. I'm without fault. <laughs> in the feedback pages, you roast me. Oh, <laughs> I'm a man without fault. Josh builds me up. He puts me on that pedestal. <laughs> Pedestal oh, page. Look at that. Pedestal Even page. Emma, I wish I could putt like Page though. <laughs> I'm kind of known for something. My putting sucks, but He's sometimes so it's good. <laughs> but uh, I got I got a question for you guys on a little list here. So with Christmas around the corner, Ooh. like as someone like we all we all buy our own disc equipment. We all buy our own disc. But what is something like? You would you don't have that you think would be a good gift for a, a disc golfer, or you do have. Are you saying that we want ourselves, or that sure. we would buy for someone? Both. Mm. Mm. I think um, little things like because I have a lot of discs. Sometimes that encourages people to want to buy me discs. I probably have mm -hmm. what I need, which is a tough thing shopping for a disc golfer. What I really like is like you know sweatshirts. Sweaters. We go through so much sweatshirts um, on the course. Yeah, just fucking. <clears throat> uh, Corey Begay. Corey Begay. Is he another oh. Oregon guy? I don't know. No, he's from Arizona, where <laughs> Alex Stone is, Flagstaff. Like I said, I pay attention to our fans. Oh Come on. I reach out. I network, Cody. Oh. And you barely respond to my PMs. That's great. Yeah. That's because you're just. I'm worst. not a fan. Anyways, we're getting us off topic. So I would like something like that, right? Like. Get me some sweaters, get me some sweats, shorts, get me socks, get me Vivos. Um, I already did. I did. Stuff, yeah, no, exactly. Stuff that, <laughs> you know, you don't think about, like, a disc golfer really needing. Get that for them. Like, hand warmers. Hand warmers go, like, they're like gold out there. Whether they're reusable or the reusable ones or they're the disposable ones. I don't think you can ever have enough hand warmers during the season. That's I me. would. I would want... Yeah, I don't need more disc. I mean, I, if someone gave me one, that would be great. But I would want something like personal or something small. Like maybe if they made me a mini or gave me something that I could like keep in my... Like I had a buddy who knows I, I love Seinfeld. And I mean, he just gave me a, a pin. So I, I mean, I, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world because it was something that he mm -hmm. knew I personally liked. Um, so yeah, something like that. I don't need more disc. Um, something like if someone saw like a cool stamp and was like, Hey, I thought of you, that's what I would like when someone's putting the effort into it to get you something, not just like, Hey, here's a DX putter. 
I'll be okay. thankful, but yeah, I like that personal touch. Huh. What yeah, about I mean, you, Josh? I, would, I mean, like, I would always take D-line FDs from the end of a molded ones. Always. Good ideas. But I mean, I for me, I use so many towels, but like a lot of towels you get in like the AM players pack are like, uh, they're the trash ones. They're tra- I, don't, I don't know. They're, they don't absorb, you know, there's good towels for good prices. I mean, flight towel, they're solid. Then there's the goat Another towel. Oregon company. Now that we're another, shutting Oregon disc golfers out. Yeah. yeah Oregon. That's another Oregon company. Uh, but yeah, they, you know, they have absorbent towels. Goat towel is the goat for a reason. All right. Sp- speaking of goat towel, Jerry Ann was supposed to send me a goat towel when she was on here. Never happened. Jerry. Yeah. Maybe because you didn't get to know her well enough. I sent her a disc. Other people. <laughs> I do. She lives in Canada. That's a different country. Not my problem. Uh, well, looks like Trina, uh, we're on Tuesdays too. So she probably, probably doesn't know Thursday. that. She's probably on Canadian time. Let's see um, a good jacket you can throw in. Patagonia has some nice lightweight but warm jackets. Hold up oh. well. I think vests uh, vests aren't explored enough too in disc golf, especially mm-hmm. for some of these like, you know, I'll throw my North Face vest on, and if you can get me one of those. Oh, yeah. it has to be North Face. Now, I would say, have you seen they make jackets now that you can like fold up into like a tiny, like I'm talking like this size container, like you can fold them up. That'd be good to keep in your bag. Like if you had a, a, a round that suddenly got wet, uh, I think that'd be very useful and something that would be a nice, thoughtful gift. I will say like one of the gifts, like I thought was cool. It wasn't for me. Uh, it's a buddy. His name's Justin Peeper. He's down in Southern California, but his partner reached out to me and was like, Hey Paige, you're friends with this guy. He talks about you all the time. Do you know what disc he likes? And so, you know, I was like, what's your budget? Let's get you something nice. And so I was able to ship her some discs for him. So then he was actually getting discs that he wanted. I just think that's cool. Like ask your, ask your partner who they're messaging around discs and see if uh, they know him pretty well. Cause you know, if somebody's asked me like, Oh Paige, who would you recommend to, uh, get you a disc from i'll have like a list of like three or five names like oh hit up john cora he knows what i like or hit up cody waldron he'll definitely screw you over mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but like us like yeah that's me yeah i mean you're getting blasted on those uh fire feedback page daily that is true i don't, I don't think i have any good feedback it's i'm getting tired of seeing all the fucking positive feedback yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty like it's pretty just all right it's like, who do you pay? Like, oh, there's the, I got snowballed, and then I got codied. <laughs> so that's your spectrum of the whole buyer feedback. But inside the positive feedback is a whole bunch of shit talking, so I don't know what to believe anymore. That's Usually my feedback. positive feedback starts with like a random person like, hey, it was nice working with Cody. And then everyone jumps in and is like, who is this guy? Fake account. He's terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then, and then the original poster is like, is this the right person? Did I get scammed? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. This is you his profile. Know. Yeah, that was today. Is this his that profile? Today's. <laughs> but uh, but that those those jackets that have been around for a very long time, Cody. But the ones that you can scrunch up really small. Uh, yes, I know. I remember them from like when I was younger. But I think they've made quite the advancement in like they... technology and comfort. Like it used to be like the ones that you folded up were like the the cheap ponchos that you bought mm-hmm. like the dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure. gonna fold it up. I'm like, oh, this is a trash. But like bag. the problem with those ones though is that like the the thorns sticker bushes, they this eat them up so fast. This one says it holds up well to pickers well, and thorns. This one, yeah, the one that. Uh, but maybe that folds up. May it says nice, lightweight, but warm. 
maybe that mm-hmm. one holds up well. Yeah, but I end also, up getting like a, a like a lightweight hoodie, like the the lightest weight hoodies. Those work really well because I'm I'm moving a lot. I'm heating up. Like all I want is like the breeze off of me. That's the tough thing with the like, disc golfer coats. That's why like I recommend a vest because like at first you're gonna need it, right? The first like three holes you'll be mm-hmm. freezing your ass off. But after that, then you're sweating your ass off, and then that sweat gets cold, and then you're freezing your ass. It goes just back and forth. Like finding long that right sleeve jacket. shirt. Yeah, I usually go long sleeve shirt and a like a rain jacket, and then I'll take the rain jacket off if uh, it starts to dry up, and then I'm perfect. So like every day I teach, so I, I every day to work, no matter what the weather, I wear shorts and a t-shirt. But it's all about layers, so I always have windbreaker pants because I have to stand outside for half an hour from like seven to seven thirty, help kids get out of cars. So I always wear. Shorts, t-shirt, long sleeve shirt, usually a sweatshirt, and sometimes like a rain jacket if it's wet. So it's all about layers. So I think disc golf's the same. I don't want to wear a ton of layers because I feel like if I do, I just feel bulky. But that's the tough thing too. Like it's all about layers, but with disc golf, for example, where do you your put bags them? don't necessarily always have space for layers. Like I'm going to a Rufus. So if I take off my layer, then I'm going to limit my space for like water bottles, for example, because then you have to like pull your coat out, take your water bottle out, drink it, put that back in, put it, zip it. Like, did you get the double convertible? Yeah. So the night, uh, yeah, that's the one thing I do miss a little bit. Like, I guess I use, I put the drink pockets on both sides and just use like to like hold keys and snacks. But I do feel like I am missing some of that extra space. I do. Have you seen the new custom uh, Carlton? I wish they put yeah. that putter pocket right here. Have you seen that? They added that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if it fit on the Rufus though. Because I, I even Carl... said like it would it would it would be tough to pull your disc out. So they, I you know what they, they, you can do? Just get a touch. The touch. You gave me a touch, actually. I, but how do you fit it on a, a Rufus? I feel like it, it gets in. I feel like it's in the way of things. Oh, it's always gonna yeah. be in the way. You got to flip it up. It's like. The emo kids from the 2000s where they flip their hair, you just gotta flip your <laughs> flip oh your towel. Oh my gosh, emo kids! Wait, Cody got another Rufus. Who's who is that? Facebook user, show yourself. <laughs> show yourself. Show yourself, Chad. No. <laughs> see. Cody. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I got another question for you guys. So if you know how there's like. Reality shows for pretty much everything nowadays, cooking, singing, blah, blah, blah. If they made a reality, like a reality challenge show, um, but it's based on disc golf, like how do you think, what's a good idea? Like how do you think that would go down? A disc golf reality show. Random Disc golf is not the focus. The Mm -hmm. car rides are the focus. Put The car rides? Put like Jerry Seinfeld? Oh my gosh. Put three people in the car and... 14 hour drives, what comes up to them? The conversations that pop up, the arguments that pop up, the. But that's jokes, not just the... disc golf. That would be called like riding in cars with strangers or something. Like, I feel like that would be. Yeah, but then I you can like... have a disc golf because you're going to a disc golf tournament. Disc golf tournament happens, but that's not the focus. You come out and then you have the dynamic of, hey, you got a third. You didn't cash. Boom, another car and ride. And so for 14 <laughs> hours, you got to talk about that. Wow. Yeah. That's because compelling. you hear different Sign perspectives. Like this course is so fucking dumb, and then you get the guy <laughs> that got third. He's like, "No, this is the best course ever. Why wouldn't couldn't you want to play this every weekend? You just fucking you talk trash, about that good. like on the course. I feel like you would be like, I would want like challenges, like are uh, like kind of like how they used to do like Nickelodeon challenges and stuff like that. I would want like you have to pick three discs, or your partner gets to pick you three discs, 
or you have to do a random laser blasting discs. Yeah, just American like here, Gladiator me... style at people, dude. Blazer, Taser, Phaser. American <laughs> Gladiator is awesome. I'm telling you, bring it back. Yeah, I mean, that's... I would um, want. I would want challenges, Josh. Challenges, yeah. Like I was thinking of one, like uh, something like you know you can call it like the Ace Race, and it's a bunch. It's like a bunch the of Ace people race, like in the Ace Race. race? Yeah, Ace race, yeah. Ace race. not MVP. But, but say like it starts PSA, out. Though. Starts <laughs> out. Uh, starts out with like you know thirty contestants, and um, every challenge is like one basket, however long long away it is, and they design like a crazy man made hole, like giant T Rexes. There's defense. Somebody can you be die. down there trying to deflect it. You know, put some defense in it, and it's just, whoever aces first. You know, wins that challenge. See, what about now, go ahead? I was gonna say, like, me and my buddies sometimes when we were playing casual, we always joke about like what if we had the ultimate disc golf league where it was like you could have a defender that had to be five feet from the basket and you could you kind of like rip revenge, like you would play a card, like you can defend the basket with only your feet or something like that yeah. from five feet away. That would be fun. Like you're you're allowed to clap or do something or like stand in front of them before they throw. That would be cool. So man-made T-Rex, that's something different. I would like yeah. to see like uh, like an open bag sponsor. Let's say Drew Gibson because he's sponsored by Infinite. But you know the whole like love like reality series where they would like, oh, here, this is a rose for you. You stay. You're going. Like that kind of challenge. But oh. you do it with discs. So he has his bag, but he's trying to narrow it down from all of the brands. And have the, a the brand season. ambassador come and be like, Drew, I think you would really like the west side stag and yeah so you have dinner, like these, take him out to dinner and, like, discs, yeah. and he goes through challenges he goes through pro tours he goes through all of these things to narrow it down where he's like hey this week right now the ronin is absolutely amazing we're gonna go this but the fd is we gotta say bye instead of giving roses it. he's like minis he's like i'm sorry yeah. I don't have <laughs> or little baskets like, people are crying because this gets oh. our discs need baskets <laughs> So that's right. my that's my other Jomez. I hope Jomez is listening. Let's work this out. Come on. <laughs> they do those putting challenges. I mean, what is it? Love is blind. No, what would the name be? I love New York. Mm. I love this disc. No, I need something. I need some. Where's Flavors the chat? Of discs. No, I don't want to taste a disc. <laughs> I mean, I think dynamic disc does make a chocolate disc, though. They do. It the judge no they still do no it's a truth i thought oh it, it could be a a, it could be a truth because i saw one time a, a, somebody threw it and it actually held up decent i mean it still exploded but <laughs> like more than you expected it. though yeah yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty good so we had one comment road rules amazing race with disc golf race to the course lose discs from bag for being late or later in order challenges mid courses i kind of like that yeah. Well, see who is this put your name there people i want to know who this is it's that's Facebook fantastic that's that fantastic disking, disking around that's a good name for it disking around yeah. that's a good Too one many disc on the dance floor <laughs> floppy disc hard disc they're all good <laughs> but no, i think a reality show would be cool i just figured like so i was actually talking to a buddy about this the other day um the tough thing with like the putting challenge and everything or no, the All-Star Weekend, it's tough to make disc golf exciting outside of, like, the competition in the sports when they're not, like, really playing for stakes. Like, the All-Star Weekend, I think, fails because, like, they're trying to make disc golf exciting um, when sometimes it's just not. 
I don't want to sit like and be like, all right, putting practice, guys. How many like 15 footers can you put? That's not exciting to me. Mm. So I think this little bit of reality twist where it's like, hey, you made All-Star Weekend. Let's put you into a house and just like fuck with you all and see what comes from it. <laughs> I like how everything's just, we're going to put you together and see what happens. Yeah, that's related. reality. That's reality shows, right? It's true. It's it is just, true. I guess this is 2000s reality. This isn't the like forged in fire, the competition. And it's going to be like, there's going to be that night vision camera. It's going to be like two people whispering like, hey, tomorrow I'm going to stand behind you when you're putt. I'm going to whisper. <laughs> no, don't talk about them like that. Right, exactly. And then or, all of a sudden they're naked. We could go like the whole like chop style where you get like four or five. A mystery dollars. disc. That's what I was saying. A mystery no. ingredient. That's no, what chopped would be like. I'm no, like, about... hey. You well, then what is this. it? Forge and fire where you got to, you got to design from yeah. mold, like mold. You got to design your own mold, the flight characteristics and Ooh, present with 3D this. printing. That is possible. Like if you said, Hey, you got two hours to design and 3D print a disc, something like that. That'd be exactly. kind of cool. It has but to be also... these, like these parameters, right? It has to go 300 feet. It has to have an overstable fit. Well, no, it no. Has to have... I would just say it has to, which one flies the best? No, because for this. Like how do you how do you justify what flies the best? But you could do a bird but say every week. Feet. If you throw one that looks like a paper plate and it goes, but like what if it throws two hundred ninety feet? It's like, I just oh, like I'm put sorry. parameters around it because like hey you got two hours design a flippy disc and see what they do. Well, okay, so you could do that and say like this week we're doing a flippy fairway. Yeah, because you you're rotating it, right? You got, and then you could also have like judges who are like designers of real disc and be like, hey, you know this, and maybe. That actually gets turned into a real disc, like the champion of the whole series. Ooh, there you go. Jomez, where are you at? That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. I kind of thought of another good one. Uh, that I, It's like a competition of uh, disc golf dyers. Like, they, like you're, you're given a theme. Kind of like ink. Parameters. What? Yeah, kind of like that. Like but ink. In, Mm-hmm. But with disc you see golf, just saturation here kind of well, <laughs> yeah. fell through, and because of this, we're gonna have to send you home. Yeah. And George, These judges Jory's... don't know anything. Yeah. Blue and yellow makes green. I've been dying disc for fifteen years, man. I'm an artist. They got me out here dying discs. I'm classically trained, dude. It's it's so cool when you're like scrolling through Facebook when you belong to the like the disc golf diaries, like that that big page of them. And then all of a sudden, somebody posts one they've been working on for like many, many, many hours. It's like blows my mind what some mm. of these dyers can do. It's, or when they cool. cut out those stencils and have to like use that little scalpel to pretty much pick them out. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's the ones I'm like, all right, that is probably worth $70. Some of the ones are like, hey, I dyed my disc. It's $57. I'm like, uh, forged in plastic. There I go. like that one. That's a good Forged <laughs> in plastic. Facebook, who is it? That's solid. Can't even give them credit. Facebook user, good for you. Well, when it's Ooh. when you can't tell who it is, everyone's a winner. Mm, but everyone also loses. That's true. High risk, high reward. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> high risk, high reward. Yo, listen to this. Beautiful. But I, think, like... I think we got like some solid shows to pitch Jomez for sure. Anyone guess... know Jomez? Well, I actually. Not really Jomez anymore. I'd be pitching the, the Disc Golf Network. Nate Heinold? Who knows him? Old Market Talk. Old Market Talk? Talk about the old Some, market. Someone doesn't, like, someone doesn't like our ideas. What is this? What I have for? 
Hey, did we, we just got get scammed? Dollar ninety nine from. Yo, who's we got Colton here? I, just saying, love the podcast. I have never seen that before, and that's fantastic. Colton, blast so that shit, this. Josh. Oh my gosh, we got a blue that? box. A blue. Bubble. What is a blue box? We got a tip. You Look get tipped. We can get tipped. Yeah, Apparently, oh, yeah. Hey, oh Colin, don't take my two dollars. We got to. Yeah, Colin, Colin's gonna be like, listen, uh, y'all get a nickel, <laughs> and I'm keeping a dollar fifty. cut. <laughs> well, let's give the let's let's talk. I mean, well, I think yeah, we're that, all here before. What, the what does Colton want to talk about? I mean, he's tipping. You know, Colton. Colton, he's tipping. About, we got a tip, guys. Yeah. Shut the podcast down. <laughs> yeah. Do I gotta? Do I gotta like, lift my shirt up? What's happening, here? What's happening here? What's happening? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change the name. We're gonna change the name. No, I don't have to do this. Okay, I can keep my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. I mean, I, I I see that somebody talking about old market talk. I think that's like a whole episode. I think you can do like a whole. We're trying to come up with ideas for market shows talk. so we don't have to work no more. Especially, let's see. Let's get the old market topic up, please. Didn't we? Didn't we talk we about will. market last? No, we I mean, I did like market. it. I, I did people, like that. We did current market, but old market, like 2019 into the 21. Before COVID, right? Like before the COVID boom is really where it is. So like stimulus money. But that was the rise, though. COVID was the rise. That's what I'm like, saying. Like so, like yeah. the old markets before it, and that's where like I like to talk about too, because I do remember like you used to like one of my things was I'd go into my brick and mortar, they'd have a stack of CD twos that was just sitting there, and I would never uh, have to worry about like stocking up, right? Like now I like this Voss, so it's like I want to go buy ten and keep them on my shelves. But I used to be able to go into the store and just be like, oh, I want to load hell one. I lost my cloud breaker, and be able to grab them. Um, which was kind of like cloud breakers was the first time I remember the difference of stability in the run. So I had like the second run that was just a complete flippy like bomber. And then I would lost it and went back and it was like, Oh wait, this is a freaking hog <laughs> for me. Anyways, that was one of my first experiences with that. But hmm. the online market was, I don't know. That was, you can buy a claw for 30 bucks and then sell it for 25 or 30, get your money back, but you can do insert your post and you would have, your choice. I remember saying no to like a lot of MD3s where I was like, no, that's a little too beat in for $30 for me to want to throw it. <laughs> but, I remember I one, of the, one of the major discs that I collected. Um, it's kind of later on though. It was the uh, the Echo DD3 because nobody yep. really knew what they were. Um, and then I was talking with, like Chad was talking to me and he was telling me, it's like, hey man, this disc, it's solid and I think it's going to be a good one. So he convinced me and I started buying them up and all of a sudden that disc turned into a pretty valuable disc pretty like very quickly to those Echo D3s. I would say that was the fun thing about collecting because you never knew what was going to hit it big. Sometimes yeah. you just had that little niche and it, and it happened years later, like Lone Hell 1, nobody liked. And then I always say this, right? Alex Stone and his buddies bought up all up and then all of a sudden it went from a... Was it Alex dollar... Hart? Alex yeah. Hart went crazy on those things. Yeah, where it went from like a $20, $30 disc that you couldn't sell to just absolutely hundred dollar disc because i remember for me the first time i ever like went into a store where i was telling you there's a stack of the cd2s and loan hells and everything i was like oh the market's booming there's these like four or five loan hells sitting right here i was like let me go try to flip this for an extra ten dollars i ended up losing ten dollars on it that's what you get that's yeah what you get but I, but you would I find like... those gems like echo dd3 that just the yeah. Echo DD3 and nobody knew it was going like, to happen. And then the it just Color did. Glow DD3. That was another one that nobody thought was going to be big. It was like, oh, Color Glow. Was... Or like the, the P3X from the Mystery Box. 
mystery boxes used to be like you bought them and you enjoyed them, not like worried about flipping them. Yeah, nobody like even though like the glow FDs, right? Like the mystery box FDs, the color glow ones, people were excited for them. But when you had that surplus, it's kind of like now, right? The time lapse gets released, people buy them, but they're still on like shelf. So if you're just trying to something new, you don't have to get three or four or five of them. Um, you can just kind of have your fun with them and you'll find your little niches. But also, I think before the COVID boom was really the last time plastic was like, I think, really good. Um, you had the Innova Swirly. You had even some of those Discraft where ESP was still like ESP. I know I always like, because I'm Innova based, I always talk Innova and Discmania. Yeah. But you had like some of these like actually durable plastics and then COVID hit and your plastic turned. So like you could have, like I think before COVID, you can have like a 15, 10-year-old disc in your bag that was still holding up and was amazing. Now I'm like, oh, hey, I love this disc after like six months, and now it's too flippy and it's broke. So, I mean, that was the other thing, too, why I think a lot of discs sat in shelves, because the plastic just lasted longer. Yeah, that's that's true. That's, that's some good points right there. But totally Another different th- fan base, too. Like, you now, I mean... Stuff set on shelves because people used to think of disc golf as like, ah, oh, that's what like my stoner buddies play, like some old heads out on the course. Mm-hmm. But then COVID was good in the fact, like the COVID market was good in the fact that it popularized the sport. So it became more mainstream, which got more money into the sport. At the same time, it brought in a lot of people that were just looking to make quick money and didn't enjoy playing or care about the sport. So it's a catch twenty two at that point. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, that's what we're thing, talking about before COVID. Yeah, kind old, of what old, it, old market. The old market. What made it nice though is when you didn't <laughs> know when you didn't know a disc was going to be popular, but then you started collecting it, it became popular because things weren't being produced as much as they were after COVID. There's less of them to go find. Like they become a lot rarer just because the hype wasn't there yet. Um, which is kind of a cool part about it because it shows rarity. Where like well, nowadays, I will say, like, I think it's not cool really rare. About, I think the the cool thing about some of that stuff, though, too, was because the manufacturers weren't selling out. You would find these pockets, right? Like the 2015 uh, Sexton Firebird, three thousand dollar disc at this peak, uh, if not a little bit more for some of the stamps. Even now, it's like a thousand to two thousand dollar disc. But what people forget is like they didn't sell it out. So they had these blanks that they got tournament stamped. So there's this like little niche collecting run of 2015. I got sexy one from you. Yeah. It says Young Life on it. Yep. You got you a got Young it. Life one for me. Yeah. I remember that. I got it from, uh, it was like I paid 10 bucks for it on a used bin shelf or whatever it was, like 10, yeah. 20 bucks. Um, but it's a 2015 Sexton Firebird with a tournament stamp. I have a buddy that likes those. And so it's like, that was the other cool thing about it. So it's like, you didn't have to buy the sexy bird. You could be like, okay, cool. Here's this Young Life tournament stamp disc that just happens to be a sexy bird um, with this like best color glow plastic on the market, and then you're throwing it. And how many people don't even know what that it is? That's when like tournament discs actually could be good discs, um, and just like be caught off guard. We got a green one. Wait, green? Col- Colton's over here. What oh does he say now? Oh my gosh. Four nine nine. No, I'm. Relatively new to collecting. I wish I used to play back when these discs were cheaper and used to be more replaceable and available. I mean, for the for the older ones that I feel fly better, um, yeah, that's that's the crummy part of starting now uh, collecting. 
because uh, we started the, collecting like Iron Samurai. It's gonna it's gonna be hard. But at the same time, Iron Samurai, the market has di- dipped again, where some of these things are becoming easier to obtain because people are getting out or people are realizing I don't want to be stuck here with a thousand disc that I'm trying to flip. Like here, also an Iron Samurai. I saw an Iron Samurai for sale for under forty bucks, which would be unheard of a couple years ago. But yeah, right prior, now. like old market, that was normal. Like claws were. I remember, I think it was Paige shared a picture of like someone like, oh, I got all these uh, rainbow claws, $24.99, and like nobody wanted them. Yep. That's where like I talked with some of those old sellers too about like, hey, you remember this deck? I think Havinga is probably the most famous one with his picture of like claws where he had like, you know, 100 claws. It's all in a stack and he had to fight tooth and nail to sell Mm -hmm. all of those. Um, Because that's the other thing, like Colton, like when you mentioned like you're new to collecting, you wish you used to play back then, but your perception of normal back then was different. Mm-hmm. So all of the stories I hear from all of like the people that were playing before COVID was like, Oh man, I used to have this disc. I used to have that disc. Oh, I could have been like so flush, but the way that it was back then you tried them and then you move them on and you were more curious about finding the good disc, not a collecting disc. Like I said, Lone Hoyle ones, you couldn't give away, but then all of a sudden it hit this collectible desirable or desirability. And Lone Hell ones just took off, and then people started throwing it in. And then it's like, okay, this is why it's kind of good. But when it first came out, it wasn't the PD for everybody because it was too straight, um, or it was too beefy for the noodle arm. So it had this like little weird niche where um, if you wanted a straight PD, you had access to better runs than them, and if you wanted an overstable one, that's why the thirteenth run was, you know. So people were liking PDs for different reasons back then, um, and it took that growing, and it took more people throwing it to really like find out that it was actually a solid disc after you beat it in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But back then, if you were a collector, then you're collecting niche discs. You're collecting things that you like. You had those people that sit on, like I always talk about the old Innova heads where they, they start collecting at 20 and whatever disc they liked, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was, you know, a specific run of Destroyer or not. They were going to have 20 of that Destroyer. They were going to have 20 Gators, you know, because they liked that run and it was a good throwing disc for them. They just happened to like take off and be a collectible and desirable after that, because there's also people sitting on like, and you see it in the marketplace, like, Oh, Hey guys, I have 30 of this disc. Who wants to buy it? And ghost because it wasn't, you know, good, a good run of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, another um, tip Colton would be to find those smaller, like Facebook groups who are like dedicated to disc golf. So a lot mm-hmm. of the people who are the big collectors are kind of sticking in those smaller groups. Uh, you you probably find stuff you're looking for there. Little pro tip. They're very well, specialized. Like you're doing like a good you job have like the, know people. Yeah. Sorry, John Cody, I cut you off. Yeah, it's okay. I'm used to it. Like, <laughs> well, this, but you have like the Sexton group. You have like the old ESP Flex Buzz group. Like you have that niche group. And a lot of mm-hmm. times you will get people that are like, they have so many of them, they will just either move them or they will pass them out. I mean. I've seen, I'm not saying they don't sell them for crazy numbers too, because like, think of like the K2 Berg that sold for like 3,300 bucks, mm-hmm. but like the cast pass group, you're normally find some pretty decent deals. Or if you mm-hmm. find like the Oasis, hmm? mm-hmm. you have people with thought space on there. So also that's, we'll a good, say, like, that's a good idea. Getting to know like people is a good way to start. I think Colton is the only person I ever really saw that do deep dives and he'd be he'd like, he'd reach out, like, hey, Paige, do you still got this disc? You posted it four years ago. And it's like, no, I don't have that disc anymore. That's four years ago. 
Um, half the time when I would flex something, somebody would hit me up with the offer I couldn't say no to. But you do those deep dives, you get to know people, you start to talk discs, and then they're more likely to let things go. When you do it the correct way, there's also people that I don't think that's Wait, is that do. the Colt that inks disc? I think that's Colton, right? That's my no that's only Colton. way. <laughs> that's the only Colton I know. Is that Colton that inks all his discs? Because if so, take your money back. You He's savage. the I mean, he has a Fortnite logo, and Colton's <laughs> a youngster, savage. so I can see him having like, you know, four ninety nine tips, big balling. It's like this is a skin. Did we just get Fortnite bucks? Did we just get Fortnite bucks? <laughs> get the Eminem package. <laughs> oh man! I've even I've seen a banana. My son plays. <laughs> I see a banana but, every morning. But like a. But like you're oh, saying, Paige, is like getting into conversations with people, meet new people, and dive into their 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 uh, DMs, and that's definitely going to get you uh, more conversations to find out what's in their collection or who might have it. And I, I found this based on leads from other people. Like, hey, talk to this person and see if they have one to let go of. And it's like it's led me to a lot of discs. Now we got a nine ninety nine one. What's going on, Colton? See, I've been buying so much recently. I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised at some of the things I've been able to get off certain people. And yes, this is Colton that ha- that inks his discs. Oh, you'll find like the more embedded you monster. are, and to this comment, um, the more embedded you are in the community, it's not that anybody's so willingly to give up their discs. I think collectors just have a really fun enjoyment of sharing that hunt and that process and that camaraderie through that, um, and that. They don't necessarily want to give it up. They wouldn't give it up to just anybody, but the fact that they've seen you like struggle with this hunt, they're more likely to give it up. Yeah. Um, I think that's where like when I whenever I come off a disc, I don't want to come off of it's like, okay, one, you made me offer like your offer is more than I want it. So I'll take your offer because you clearly want it more than me. Um, congratulations, you won, you unlocked this disc. Have fun throwing it. But when it comes to it, like, you know, somebody was like, oh, I want this disc from Simon's bag, whatever. And so I have my hook and they're like, you know, how much? And I was like, $300. And they just laughed at me. I was like, that's fine. Cause I don't want to give it to you for any less. Cause I don't want to come off this disc. Cause I do love mm-hmm. this disc. It's Hulk swirls. It's gold. It was actually in Simon's in the bag video. So I'm not, I'm not going to give it up for any less than that because I actually want to keep it. Same thing with like, I have a one of five AVR misprint, uh, second run FDs. Like, I have a buddy who wants it, but I'm just like, I paid this. I had to pay the Chad price for it. So you're going to have to, uh, you know, match that or I'm going to keep it because I paid it and I'm gladly going to keep it because I love this disc. Um, Here's the thing with that. If someone asks me for a discount, I will never give you anything. If someone is just like a legit human being, I'll, I'll give you stuff. Like I love surprising people, but when people are like, yo, we homies, hook me up. Like, like I don't do that to Josh or Chat or Josh or Paige. That's ridiculous. Like I, so. But but that's the thing too. That's because that's not mutual, right? Like yeah, it's I mutual. mentioned I mentioned like John Cora earlier. Um, he's somebody that the moment I go to Florida, I'm going to hit him up and talk with him. So it transcends just the disc collecting market. But also like we're both CD2 people. We both have been at the top of the collecting game for CD2s uh, for a long while now, and so it's like I know I can ask him for something and he'll hook me up. And vice versa, but there's also that 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 trade off of being like, hey, you hooked me up today, but also I'm gonna give you above market price this time because I know you don't want to come off of it, and it's mm-hmm. finding that kind of like uh, give and take with it all. And some of these relationships like started 
like three or four years ago. Um, or I guess it's 20, I forget it's like almost 2024 now. So this has started six years ago at this point for some of these relationships. Like there's some groups that I'm not a part of anymore, but because I had those relationships in there and people now don't know who I am, but I can be like, oh, hey, so-and-so, I haven't talked to you for, for like four years. Do you still have this? You know, you're a Hulk collector. Do you have this green and purple disc? And they might be more likely to to sell it to me because, you know, that, that past connection. Are the well, people like, just yeah. collect Hulk colors? Yeah. Page. Wow. Well, that wow. was like when I met some loungers, like when I went and played with like the guys in Virginia Beach and stuff like that. Like I brought disc with me because I was like, dude, I, I know you from online. I just want to like, I want to hang out. And, like, I want to give you these things. It's not like I'm going to charge you this. It was just like that mutual, like we've been friends for this long. Like I was excited to give you something like, and then Mike Fortner from the lounge sent me this, like the, I've never had a Dylan Joe. And he was like, dude, you throw Aztecs, right? And he just sent this in the mail to me. Like, I dude, sent, that's just uh, awesome. Three uh, DJR third run PDs to John Lewis because I know he was like really, he was close with them. I mean, we both were, but it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is going to mean more to you. Not only do you collect third run PDs, but, you know, you enjoy that guy quite a bit. So I was able to send him those those ones and they were all stamped with this DJR stamp. Like those little things, like you know, and you pick up on. And getting mm-hmm. to know people with that because if if you don't know that connection you're not going to get it you know and the fact that yeah yeah that's the Sorry. stuff that transcends the market for me where it's not about like the money it's about that relationship you're building and then like you know i would love to meet up and, and like do some stuff with you i would i would rather give that to you that i know you're going to enjoy and throw than sell it for mm-hmm. profit to someone else because i know like hey that means more to you you're going to throw it and what what in in the end game i'm gonna be what out 15 20 30 bucks but that's like i mean cody we've never met but you know like somebody asked me the other day how'd you meet cody i was like i met him through these groups he reached out to me we started talking we got to know each other now we're doing a podcast and we've never met in person can't get Um, rid of each other but then the nasman down in santa cruz i do yearly trips yes i love the disc golf there but just to see that guy so it's like for the last four years, I've spent like multiple weeks with him crashing on his pad and better believe because I know he's a collector. One of my a ghost favorite stamp collector. Do, oh, he's a ghost stamp collector. But one of my favorite things to do is like, what disc package can I assemble in this year? So when I show up to his doorstep and he tells me I don't need to pay anything and I unload these discs on him, that just absolutely blow his mind. And I've done that like every year because it's just the funnest thing. And it's not about the losing money it's that oh like oh this guy's going to enjoy this like i don't know i just get excited but see, that's that, whole that's the thing is and that's the thing it's not a loss you're not losing money that's it you're you are that's an experience i don't feel like i'm losing money if i go to the movie theaters because that's an experience for me that's an experience yeah. for you that's something you're investing in i don't feel like i'm losing money to pay for my kids basketball or gymnastics i feel like i'm you know that's something i enjoy and i would love to do that so like when I'm sending discs to people or if you're going to somewhere like I was excited to give these discs away, just like I'm sure all these people are like excited to give discs away as well. Like something yeah. about that feels better than like, ah, I made an extra 20 bucks off you. Like that just feels good. Like, to Colton's new comment. So he says, and the fact that I've only collected for a year, but I feel embedded in the community. Y'all very welcoming to me over this year. That's like a great feeling. But also know like too that's a thin line because there's a lot of people like I think the collecting community is very friendly and opening. It's like, hey, get in here. We're all we're all doing this together. Let's have some fun. 
but it's also like the moment you do something shady, like, hey, I hooked you up with a $40 disc, and then literally you get it, and the next day you flip it for 80 then it's like You're burned, forever burned. You're dead and to me. And also know, like, all the collectors, like, one of the reasons when I, like, we envisioned the lounge um, and designing it was like, hey, all these amazing conversations are going in DMs. One of the things that I thought about was like, this would be cool to have a place that we could have it in the open. That got taken advantage of by a lot of people. And because it got taken advantage of, that's where that lounge discount comes in. Um, <laughs> lounge like, discount. It forces all back to our inboxes. We all fucking talk. When Cody has a bad experience with somebody who's like, hey, this fucking guy just burnt me. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mm. I'm not going to hook this guy up. Um, he can like, suck that, Those are things that are very real. So it's like, we're very welcoming. But they we're also very gossipy and very like you burn me once you're done, kind of kind of mentality. So the fact that you've been able to be embedded for a year, being as maybe kind of pushy as you you can get, is great because you also haven't really burnt a lot of people like doing some. He of loves that stuff. them team stamps. He loves them, <laughs> and then he puts ink all over them. Oh, then he monster. just ruins it. He's just a let's savage. Ruin, You're just ruin. a monster. Let's let's just write this freaking name right here. <laughs> But you know Ooh. what? I guess at the end of the day, he's going out there and throwing those like hundred, two hundred dollar discs, and that's, that's what we can do. That's he's got more guts than I do. Go, I guess. No, don't you dare! This is for you, oh, Cody. Oh my gosh! Speaking of which, I got this from uh, Lounger, a buddy that I met here. We're gonna talk about it. What is Jamie? it, Jamie? Jamie Lee Moore. It's a stamp. It's Hulk. Ah! Oh my gosh! He karma, karma. You terrible. Oh yeah, look at that. Jamie, yeah. dude, Jamie Lee, I gotta send him some. He's a good dude. Jamie is the freaking man. I love that kid. Too much. Too much. What does he throw, Paige? Tell me. I'm gonna send him some. He throws an Ursus because he's sponsored by Terminal Velocity. Never he's heard sponsored. of him. He's sponsored by us. He loses Raptors a lot. He loses Raptors he likes... a lot. Like so then yeah. maybe he should stop throwing Raptors and like throw something else. Maybe yeah, he's he just quit throwing over water. <laughs> or just like okay. at all he's also a emperor he really <laughs> likes to bomb emperors all right all right, all right. uh yeah but all right well we're past that top of the hour what do you guys think? hour to you yeah <laughs> all Respe right guys oh my gosh well we got one more we got one last one one last one go for it respect the stamp respect the stamp so because we're oh. running a little bit late we won't Terrible. go to closing thoughts We'll transition to this. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. We don't even get There's... to do closing thoughts. That's why That's I just rude. said we're over the time, Cody. Well, yeah. Yo, just spend two minutes with closing thoughts. Okay, you, you can have your closing thoughts. You can have you can have our time, Cody. Go Ain't for it. the worst. That's it. Front and center, Cody. Bring bring Josh. Bring him a front and center. No, I don't want to be. It's... Let's hear your closing thought. Let's Merry hear Christmas. No. <laughs> um. Relationships. That is my closing. He just thought. freezes at the wrong time. Is it? Am I frozen? You no, were not anymore. You were though. <laughs> it's hey. It's about those relationships, people. Don't 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 be in it for the wrong reasons. Think about the relationships, and you might. Who knows? You might be doing a podcast with two people you've never met in your life. That's just where it one, comes from. I've met Josh. I said that I've never met. I've never right. met you either. No, you said I, that you've that you've never met. You didn't say I. You said you, as in talking to everybody else. Like no, I've oh, met. you're talking in third person about yeah. himself. Thank you. So, See, Josh. Thank you. Josh has got my back. Make sure that the relationship page. is also consensual. Oh gosh. <laughs> so with that, guys, fast. I want to thank you all for tuning in this week. 
I know we got a little bit uh, off topic a couple times, but that's the fun nature is, of Jammers in the Rough. Is our podcast ever on topic? We do want to thank our sponsor, Rare Air Discs, for all of the rarest of air of discs. Go check them out and use code Jam, Jammers in the Rough for 10% off. So with that, thank and you for the Colton. tips. And this is Colton. Gonna, yeah, Colton. I want to give Colton. a huge shout out to Colton. Like, no. I mean, you just bought I... a disc tonight with the amount of tips you did, so Cody will send you something. Um, so with that, guys... <laughs> Keep jamming in the rough. We out this bee. Whoop, whoop. <laughs>